All right. It is Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. It's the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I am Mike Fleischman. Joining me remotely, it's Matt Mellemsetter. Hey, Matt. Hey, Mike. How you doing? And I'm all right. We are talking today on episode 23 about the Packers' 27-24 loss to the Seattle Seahawks over in Seattle. That happened all the way back last Thursday. Um, it's probably Sunday or Monday when you're hearing this, so this is already slipping into the past. I'd rather forget about this game. This one was tough. Me too. Yeah, I, I don't want to remember this one. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're just it's going to be recipe chat from here on out. Uh, Packers lost to the Seahawks, and yeah, the rest of the season is just going to be pie recipes. Uh, maybe uh, tips for roasting roasting chickens. Mm, good. Do you have any ham recipes? Uh, put the ham in the oven. Okay, cool. Yeah, there you go. Great, great. Uh, th- that's your <laughs> cheeseheads in Chicagoland approved approved ham recipe. Uh, no, um, more seriously though, I am coming to you via remote from beautiful Mishawaka, Indiana. I am in my uh, my boss's basement which is the uh, the Office of Regional Radio Sports Network. You are back in the beautiful Loop Studios of Radio DePaul Sports. It's almost time to be done with finals. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. That's coming up this week from Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Um, I remember I, w- I went back to school as, as a grown-up old person, and there was just something about that, like slipping back into that rhythm of, like, take finals, have the holidays, Yeah, that... That feeling of relief because you go into Thanksgiving dinner with this just like it's over and now I can just like eat turkey until I forget everything I just learned and my own name. Yeah, no, it, it's like a, a, a week off of just kind of I bet I'll sleep 18 hours the first day I'm off. Kind of just like the, the the routine and the recipe. You just kind of start over again once the once finals finish up. It's a great feeling. Uh, you get uh, you get out into the the real world, and I still maintain the real world easier than college. Yeah, I'm but I'm excited to hear Thanksg- that. I like hearing that. But Thanksgiving still just le- a little less climactic because you're not like coming off of like a major accomplishment. It's just like okay, I got to cook a big dinner on Thursday. Yeah, oh, cool, big cooking day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're right back at it. State football finals for Indiana IHSAA, forty seventh annual state football championship tournament coming up. Starting Friday, day after Thanksgiving, so uh, uh, give thanks and then then go watch football. Then go watch is, some high school football. Yeah, it's extremely it's an extremely late November thing to do. Fired up about that, boy! I'm avoiding talking about this game. Yeah, those first games in that uh in that high school championship game, they're gonna be sluggish, right? They're gonna be a little full of turkey the first <laughs> games, right? I, I, I hope not. There's there we've got we've got a slate. We got six championship games all happening at Luke. Lucas Oil Stadium. Wow. Uh, anything, anything to not talk about the Packers. Yeah, no, I was trying to keep this off of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so coming into this game, Green Bay had found themselves at four and four and one. They had just, just managed the loss. That was tough. We were like looking at, looking, looking at them going forward, going like every last one of these games on the schedule is are winnable. I'm yeah. sorry, they're coming off a win at the Dolphins going into a loss. We were looking at the the Seahawks, Vikings, Cardinals, Falcons, Bears, Jets, Lions finish out the schedule going every last one of these is winnable. Uh the Seahawks looking at this match, they're or this game, they're pretty much what we thought they were. They're okay. Yeah. They are not a they're not a bottom basement team. They're a team that can win at home. Yeah. Especially if you if you give them the ball when they have a lead in the fourth quarter, they have a very good quarterback. They have a yeah. couple of good running backs. And what we thought of their offensive line last year is that it was like made out of marbles and 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 like cat hair is it's changing. It's turning around there. Pete Carroll is restocking that offensive line with actual players. So they're able to do some very basic competent stuff on offense. Yeah, their I mean their offensive line has gotten a lot better. Signing like DJ Fluker and stuff really made their offensive line not uh pure garbage that just kind of let defenders attack Russell Wilson. Um but no, you're right. It was I think what this game really kind of comes down to is Mike McCarthy's decision to punt it away on fourth and two with about four minutes left and give it back to a team with a good running attack, a team that had been successful on the ground. They ran the ball over thirty times this game. Um 
a team with a good quarterback and a team with a good head coach who knows how to manage timeouts, who knows how to manage time, and who's able to wind it down to the game's finish. Encouraging start for Green Bay. Seattle gets the ball first. They run one play from scrimmage. It's a fumble. Carson fumbles. Clay Matthews knocked it out. Tremont Williams jumps on it. Good loose ball drill. Tremont Williams being right in the place where he was. And Green Bay short field, three plays, 39 yards, touchdown. Uh, kind of the exact same thing. We talked about it last week with the Dolphins. Dolphins got a bunch of short fields and got field goals. Yeah. Give Green Bay a short field, they get touchdowns. Um, it's key to capitalize on those. If you, if you get a short oh field, boy. if you get a turnover, you have to capitalize. Turnovers don't happen that often in the NFL. You really need to take care of them. Baggers did right away in this game. Jimmy Graham got half of the yards needed for the touchdown. The other half was gained by Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was actually a little bit more than half because he can't have half a 29, really. Uh <laughs> But Aaron Aaron Jones got got a touchdown run on second and two from the Seattle eight. We thought that this was going to be the start of the Aaron Jones show the way it was against the Dolphins. Um, foreshadowing it was not. More on that later. Seattle responds with a three and out in which they manage two yards. Green Bay gets back, goes 48 yards. You see a little more Aaron Jones. A uh, nice deep pass to Adams to start out the drive. And then the drive stalls on third and three. Mm-hmm. And Mason Crosby misses a 47-yard field goal. This is this was the moment where you're like, oh, no, it's this kind of game. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And this is, again, a play that you kind of want to capitalize on. I mean, to get the Seahawks team to go th- basically three and out and punt it away, you really want to score here, go up two possessions. Packers can do it. And so with the missed field goal, Seattle is going to get the ball at their own 37, which is not great field position, but it's decent. And they were able to drive down, get a field goal, got 42 yards of offense, took five minutes off the clock, foreshadowing. Uh, Seattle doesn't really have that like ridiculous like best show on turf style thing that they were doing three or four years ago. They no. have running backs now. They can grind the clock down. Yeah. They... They've got a, a few good pieces. I mean, uh, Chris Carson's really good. I really like Chris Carson. Yeah, he's he's very quick in, in short spurts, and he's an attacking running back. He he finds the hole and goes right to it, and he's got a uh, – he likes contact. He's like a little bit of a faster Jamal Williams is yeah. my read on him. Yeah, he's patient. He'll wait for that hole to hope, open up, and then he hits it hard. And he's he's not afraid of contact. You're right. Saw a couple of false start penalties. Uh, Seattle seemed a little bit jumpy mm-hmm. at home for whatever reason. They couldn't get uh, get everyone lined up and on the same page. Didn't hurt them in this game, though, really. Sebastian Janikowski, who uh, you know, he's, uh, gets his AARP magazine and also hits 39-yard field goals. I, don't, I have no idea how old Janikowski at is at this point. At least 75, but, right? Okay, yeah. Probably that gets the field goal. That gets Seattle on the board at 7-3 at that point. Green Bay responds with a six-play, 75-yard drive for a touchdown. Completions to uh, completions to Adams and to Kendricks get this thing set up. And then we see a little bit of classic Aaron Rodgers yeah. on a second and 10 from their own 46. Aaron Rodgers uh, rolls out, shucks the ball down to Robert Tanyan. Everyone else was covered, and Tanyan just, no one's paying attention to Robert Tanyan because who the heck is Robert Who's Tanyan? Robert Tanyan? It's about a step yeah. on uh, the safety deep. They able to finish it off on one heck of a throw from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that was a dime 50 yards downfield. And Rodgers did some incredible escapism to kind of get out of that uh, collapsing line at the beginning of the play. Bounces outside, throws it off of one leg about as far as he can put it. Um, and that's about as, as good of a spot as you can hit. Yeah, 54-yard strike. Robert Tanyan, I remember him from the preseason yeah. version of this show. He looked great in preseason, which means absolutely nothing. Which but... means nothing, but it's good to see him get some uh, meaningful yeah. snaps and look decent in the real games that matter and mean something. Yeah, this is the first first moment we've seen from Tanyan, and it's a good spot for him to show up. Seattle responds by going three and out. A couple of three and outs for Seattle that was making you think that, hey, the Green Bay defense is really going to start putting it together. But yeah. uh, 
the attrition really started in the second half. Yeah, the Thursday and, night curse. Uh, yep. Kind of got, uh-huh. got to the Green Bay Packers uh, on Thursday night. Mike Daniels out for a few weeks. Uh, Kenny Clark went down for a few series. Um, injuries all around. Yeah. Yeah, Randall Cobb not going again in this game. Kevin King not in this game. Bashad Breland reactivated his groin injury. Yeah. I think the term is actually reaggravated. Reactivated is <laughs> great, too. Yeah. Uh, reactivate your injury. Oh, <laughs> heck. Green Bay responds to that. To, uh, to that's three and out with a three and out of their own. Like anything you can do, I can do better. Um, Going to start the foreshadowing on some weird things third down plays third down and five Aaron Rodgers looked deep for uh EQ St. Brown which hey it's third down and five get the first down put something over the middle these 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 short yardage third and fourth downs are are starting to really really confuse me a bit as to a lot of these plays you see the same thing like there's no one short and sometimes if there is Rodgers is not finding them yeah it's it's a lot of these plays are like long developing shot plays on third and two, third and three, third and five. Um, and it just kind of doesn't make sense. We're used to kind of seeing, or we expect to see maybe a draw play on that, something short across the middle, like a slant, uh, some kind of like curls, some spot routes, something like that. But we really kind of are just seeing like deep posts. I think on this one, this was one where EQ didn't sit into the, the spot in the zone and just kind of overran it. And Rogers was pretty upset, but, Regardless of whether that's because of uh, EQ's youth and inexperience, or whether it's because of you know maybe not running the right play, you have to pick up a first down on that. Third and five is is doable, especially with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that that's that's a disappointing thing, and it 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 plays into it later. Yeah, Seattle then embarks on a drive that takes them into the second quarter. It's a touchdown drive. This was a another. A well-balanced drive by the Seahawks. Carson starts it out with a nice 15-yard run, and then Penny comes in for Carson after a while. Penny gets seven yards, then Penny picks up eight more yards. You were able to start getting some some bigger gains because mm-hmm. at this point, like at at this point, for whatever reason, Blake Martinez very quiet in this game. Nick Perry was out in this game. Mike Daniels left after I think like. Less than thirty snaps. Yeah. So all of a sudden, like your run stoppers, and Perry doesn't do a whole lot in the pass game, but he is useful running. All your run stoppers are no longer in this game, and yeah. you're starting to see having uh, the Seahawks having no trouble just seal an edge and get around it with these running backs that are very quick in the first step. Yeah, and and this Packers defensive line doesn't really have a lot of depth. I mean, with Mike Daniels out now, that's too opening day starters gone off this defensive line. That kind of leaves Montrevious Adams to fill in the void of Mike Daniels. He played 23 snaps on Thursday, and Tyler Lancaster played 11 snaps. The touchdown for Seattle comes on a Doug Baldwin reception from Russell Wilson, six-yard touchdown on a third and goal. That, at that point, makes it 14-10. to 10. Green Bay responds with a five-play, 13-yard drive that ends in a punt. Uh, just an update on uh, J.K. Scott. He played a good game. Yeah, he's fine. So, yeah, he's, he's fine. Good. He's not tired. That was that was my best thought from last week, is that maybe no the punter's punter just tired. No, he's fine. Uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks uh, respond immediately. A pass deep, incomplete to lock it, gets Raven Green flagged for pass interference. Yeah. And this one was tough and this one was this one was the start of the the other thing that happens when the Packers play the Seahawks, which is the nonsense. Yeah. Oh the this, nonsense comes. Oh the nonsense yeah. comes. Yeah, the not the nonsense is is really it's it's become a feature of of these games and of this rivalry. And it's I generally like like chaos, but yeah. there just is a certain flavor of nonsense that gets into these these Packers Seahawks games. Now this is a series that that has the the fail Mary, the the whatever it is Brian Bostick did. Yeah, <laughs> this series has Horror has moments. a couple, of, yeah, a couple of really 
really tough moments. Uh, Green Bay does respond, however. At that point, it saddles up 17-14, to 14, and before halftime, Green Bay responds on what I think is probably the best play call of the night. It's second and seven at the Seattle 24-yard line. This is after Kendricks and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones have all, all had some great receptions. Aaron Jones was the reason most of this drive happened, 15 yards, 22 yards, that's 37 yards, and then another 24 yards on the touchdown play. The second and seven play, Aaron Jones just goes on a straight all-out wheel route down yeah. the right sideline. And Rodgers finds him, and that's that's a great play and a good touchdown, and it takes Green Bay into the half up 21-7. to seven. You're up at halftime. On the road, the first half has contained, you know, your usual, like Russell Wilson makes a few great plays. Yeah. The running game is working for Seattle. But the Packers are clicking. They're executing properly. That play call I thought was fantastic. I think you need more of that for Aaron Jones. He's fast enough yeah. that if you get him on a linebacker in man-to-man coverage, you have to go at he's him. Gu- he's going to burn him. I mean, and he's pretty typically going to yep. draw kind of an outside linebacker, an interior linebacker. In coverage, he's probably not going to be drawing a safety every time. So if you can get him matched up with a linebacker, send him. Let him go. I mean, he had, he had a bad drop uh, on one of the first few series. But for the most part, Aaron Jones has been good catching the ball out of the backfield so far this year. So we, we go to halftime. It's 21-17. We get back out of halftime, and a punting contest ensues. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five consecutive possessions with punts, Green Bay punts. Seattle punts, Green Bay punts, Seattle punts, Green Bay punts. That's all fantastic and really exciting podcast content. Really, but then fun. we get to uh, we get to Seattle, and this is just a, a the third quarter for Green Bay. Just they did nothing. Yeah, did absolutely nothing. The Seattle whole second half, on, really. I mean, we'll we'll get yep. into the fourth quarter, but for the the whole second half, the D, the Green Bay team looks stagnant. And and then then the more of the nonsense starts occurring. Sure. On the sixth drive of the second half, Seattle is able to get a field goal on a 13-play, 72-yard drive. The defining play of this one was a pass to Moore along the left sideline. It was ruled incomplete because Moore caught it, had it in one hand, seemed to bobble and adjust it while taking a couple of steps forward, and then it fell out of his arms forward and out of bounds. And... I I had a tough time with this one because, yeah, he's taking steps, but while he's taking steps, you see the ball move once in his hands and yeah. then come out. And for the life of me, I could not I could not see the ruling of like like taking multiple steps with possession of the ball because he didn't. It didn't look like he took two steps where the ball was in the same position. No. He took two steps while the ball was. In his body field, I mean, he he could hold that ball, but it was not steady. It was bouncing all over the place. He didn't have possession of it with two steps before that thing went flying out. Yeah, I mean, he took multiple steps. He probably took about four steps while the ball was, you know, in his hand. Yeah. But moving, like I I never I never saw the completed catch. It was, it was never there. But the referees did overturn that and. So it, it gives you, it it gives, and this like, dug, that was on a third and JK, seven. That, I mean, yeah, that was, J.K. Scott had dug, uh, pinned him back real deep. This was digging out of the hole, and from there, they're able to get in the field goal range, kick the field goal. That puts them down one, twenty-one to twenty. Yeah, and I that, I thought that I was, should say, yeah, I, I I should say that puts them up by four, twenty-four. What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I was going to say I thought Mike McCarthy should have challenged that, but I reread the thing, and it was challenged. It was challenged by Seattle. It was incomplete on the first yep. go about. All right. Yeah, thanks to yeah, thanks to my math. That does make it that does make it 21 to 20 in favor of Green Bay. Yeah. Green Bay answers with a field goal. Their final score of the game, their only score in the second half, is a seven-play, 57-yard drive. Ends with an Aaron Rodgers sack followed by a Mason Crosby field goal. And then Seattle responds with the touchdown that would put them up for good. Yep. And 
this is this is the the beginning the beginning of the the more nonsense situation this was a this was this was the drive where if i'm correct about this the drive where there was another pass that looked like had green bay challenged it yeah there would have been an incomplete pass yeah because as he's falling down, the ball seems to hit the ground and pop out, and no challenge came from Green Bay. That's the one I was thinking of. Um, was it the... Oh, man, which one was it? Everyone's very prepared for podcasting. Yeah, I don't know. It was, the one to, it was on first and 10 at the 50, Russell Wilson deep to lock it. That's what, what, it, that's what it was. Yep, there it is. Okay. Cool. That explains what I was thinking. The locket play was actually the more play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's on a touchdown drive that gives Seattle the lead. No challenge from the Packers. I'm admittedly, it was very tough for the television crew to find the angle yeah. that clearly showed it. And I think at this they, point in time, the Packers only had one timeout, so that would have been kind of yeah. floating that last chance up in the air around this thing. I, it, it would have been overturned. It would have been. It was pretty clear once they found the angle, but uh, it's, I I don't really know who had access to what footage at what point. Yeah. Because at first glance, it looked very clean. Yeah. It was only like once they played like three angles through and then they came around to like one of the sides where you could see into his belly where it hit the ground. Yep. Ed Dixon on third and nine from the Green Bay 15 <clears throat> catches the Russell Wilson touchdown pass. Put Seattle up 27-24. Green Bay on the next possession. They they get the ball with 5.08 left in the fourth quarter. They're down by three points. They're on the road. Three straight incomplete passes from Aaron Rodgers. And Mike McCarthy from his, or two incomplete passes and one completed pass. Yeah. On, on fourth down and two from their own 33. Yeah. And Mike McCarthy decides to punt down by three on the road with basically no defense left. Yeah. Every I mean, Kenny Clark went out on that uh uh the Tyler Lockett play. Uh, Mike uh, Daniels was out. I mean, Kentrell Bryce didn't even travel, so it was Raven Green and Tremont yeah, Williams. Nick Perry the, isn't on the field. In the secondary. Nick Perry's not on the field. So you're seeing Kyler Fackrell and and uh Reggie Gilbert playing outside linebacker. Um Bashad Breland went down, so it was a decimated it was a decimated secondary. It was a bad, hampered defensive line, an injured linebacking core, and uh, on fourth and two, Rogers, uh, McCarthy decides to punt. Yeah, at that point, you have rate. You know, Ibrahim Campbell was playing. Tony Brown was in the game at that point. Yeah, it was not a. I understand having. I I I like having confidence in your defense, but. I think having confidence in your defense means a different thing when all of a sudden you're showing that kind of confidence in, in, in some cases, your third stringers. Yeah, I, I mean, we've seen this defense get stops when it's needed to this year. I mean, particularly in the Rams game, in the uh, Patriots game, there were some stops. It, this defense in the Bears game, in the first game of the year, this defense has played well situationally, but uh, to gamble all that on a, a Abraham Campbell playing on a short week of practice. I mean, he's only been with the team for like one week. It, these guys don't know the full scheme. These guys aren't the starters. That's that's too much to risk. I with Aaron Rodgers. I ideally, I think you run the ball on third and two there, and then you're throwing on fourth and two. But yeah, I I don't think you have enough timeouts left at that point. You have one timeout left to give it back to the defense. Yeah, no chance. It was a give up uh. call. Yeah, four minutes and eleven seconds left at the at the end of that punt with one timeout. Like that is, uh, it's it's the same reason that we that we were so disappointed in Ty Montgomery when uh, when he kind of made his final play as a Packer is that yeah. you didn't put the ball in the hands of the Hall of Fame first ballot quarterback. Yeah, that's it. You put the ball in his hands. Yep. I mean, he, Rogers missed that third and two throw. But oh sure, you give him one more chance. Oh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any other sense. It doesn't make sense at all to give the ball to anyone else or to trust in anyone else on this team other than Aaron Rodgers. If you can trust in Aaron Rodgers, give Aaron Rodgers the ball. About seventy five minutes previously, Aaron Rodgers 
threw, threw a 54-yard strike into the outstretched arms of a third-string tight end for yep. a touchdown. Yeah, he can do that all day. Just let him do it. Yeah. If you just yeah. let him do it, he'll do it. We saw it in 2016. Like, um, that was the, the birth of Geronimo Allison. 2016 was a rough year for the Green Bay Packers, and right now the Packers are in a very similar place to where they were in uh, 2016 when they ran the table. Yeah, Seattle really needed one first down to make this, to put this thing away. They got two of them, and yep. then had some had some kneel downs, and the game ends twenty seven to twenty four, Seahawks a a tale of two halves. You know, we we gave the Bears some mess in in week one of this regular season for uh, for not playing a full sixty minutes. Yeah, against the Packers, and boy, that. Uh, that just came right back. <laughs> yeah. Bears fans, Bears fans listening to this podcast, like, yeah, we know, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this this game was was poorly game planned in the in the final thirty minutes. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about oh, what happened in the second half and you know, look forward. And, and we don't have we don't have a full slate of other NFL stuff to recap at this point because it's Sunday. But we'll take that quick break, and we'll talk about this game a little bit more. This is Cheesehead in Chicagoland. We're the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. That was Tanya's first catch. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a good way to start. Good way to. Uh, he's he's gonna play more now. Yeah. Jimmy Graham is out. Yeah, broke his thumb. Broke his thumb like slapping a dude in the helmet. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, we're back. It's <laughs> Jesus in Chicagoland. We're the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I'm Mike Fleischman. I'm in Indiana. That's Matt Malamsetter. He is in beautiful downtown Chicago. Um, we are on Twitter, at Land. We live-tweet the games there. By we, I mean Matt Malamsetter live-tweets the games there. I'm on Twitter, at MP Fleischman. He's on Twitter, at Malamsetter. We have a Facebook page. If you follow that, you can learn exactly when our podcast comes out so you don't have to, like, clamor for it and, like, bite your nails and be like, when... When is it coming coming? out? Uh, The usual answer is it it comes out whenever I finish editing it. (laughs) No set schedule. Yeah, which is a variable proposition. I've been pretty regular about getting that on Tuesday, though. Most Tuesdays. Yeah, I think I have to finish this one today. Otherwise, it's it's probably not going to come out for a little while. And by the time it comes out, no one will remember that there was a game last Thursday. Maybe it's for the best that we don't remember that this game happened. Yeah, I, I was I was very reluctant to open up these open up these tabs and, and do this do these pages. Alright, so the Packers they ran forty one total plays from scrimmage or forty three or forty one or one of those. Yeah, not very many. One, I think it was one of those numbers. Yeah, forty nine. They ran forty nine total plays from scrimmage. And uh thirteen of them were runs. Yeah. Aaron that's Jones. Not, that's not enough. It's not enough. Aaron Jones only saw the ball, I think, like six times in the second half. It's just not enough. It, it's just not going to do it. I've someone earlier in the week wrote that Aaron Jones seems to be on a pitch count. Yeah. At the moment, which I don't. I I don't get it anymore. I don't I, get I, it. I got it right away. I I got it at the beginning of the year. Um, kind of as he was working back in from his suspension and. With previous injury concerns, it's now week eleven. He can't be on a pitch count anymore. He's it's got to be like open it up. Like this is this is when it matters. This was a must win game. This was important for playoff chances. This was important for 
divisional chances as well as wildcard chances. This was a very, very important game. I said important like six times, but I'm going to say it again. It was a very important game, and Aaron Jones just didn't get the usage that he needed. I mean, in 16 touches, um, he I think he should see 20 at least, but in 16 touches, he had 103 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you build an offense around. Yeah, it it really is. Have you ever seen the Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns populates the local baseball team with ringers from the professional level? <laughs> no. <laughs> and he becomes obsessed with the idea he won't play Don Mattingly because he he's he's just he swears that Don Mattingly has sideburns. <laughs> and every time Don Mattingly walks into the frame, Mr. Burns just yells like, I thought I told you to shave those sideburns. That's a terrible Burns impression. But you get though. the idea. Yeah. And like eventually Don Mattingly like shows up with a mohawk and Monty Burns still yells at him about his sideburns. <laughs> and like are, is there a sideburn situation yeah. developing here where just for whatever reason Aaron Jones cannot cannot get like a full game's worth of work despite being by like pretty much everyone's admission now. It's a kind of a nat- national yeah. story that the Packers aren't using one of the best running backs in the league right now. And it and it's not like other people were getting the carries. I mean, Jamal Williams was the only other running back to get a carry. He saw the ball once. Aaron the Packers just weren't running the ball. Aaron Jones just wasn't getting the ball, period. No one else was taking the touches. I mean, when Ty Montgomery left, um, kind of the idea was that the Packers run game is gonna get better by subtraction. That those eight touches Montgomery was taking a game would go to Aaron Jones, but those eight touches have instead just kind of dissolved into thin air. And Aaron Jones did go over 100 all-purpose yards. He had 104 because he had five receptions for 63 yards. One of those was a touchdown. And that, that wheel route was particularly yeah. pretty. But all that all that shows to me is that this guy is is ready to go. I mean, at this point, you're not keeping him fresh for the postseason because that stopped being a guarantee four weeks ago. Yeah. <clears throat> at, th- at this point, you're, I don't know what you're trying to keep him fresh for. You know, we, it's, a, it's a harsh reality of the sport yeah. that running backs have a short shelf life. All but the truly, truly great ones are done before they're 30 years old. And that usually their, their best seasons are somewhere in, in between their second and fifth season. Mm-hmm. Even for running backs that we think of as like very like very good serviceable everyday starter guys, they you know it's hard to stick around in this yeah, league. He running a back is eventually. a tough tough position to play. Yeah. And it's it's a position where you know if if you're if you're coaching or if you're managing like the the idea is if you're drafting a running back especially when you have a hole at that position, the, the idea has to be that like season, you know, anywhere from like week eight of your rookie season through like season, you know, your fourth season with the team, that's when, that's when you're expected to produce. Yeah, yeah, and I mean by comparison, I mean Chris Carson got 17 carries. He didn't touch the ball in the receiving game, but he still had more touches than Aaron Jones did overall. I mean that's sure that's why Seattle won this game is that they dominated the run game. They ran the ball 35 times. For 173 yards, the Packers ran the ball 13 times. I mean, that's it, it allowed Seattle to control the time of possession. It allowed Seattle to control the game and win this game when it mattered. There was a there was a quote from McCarthy that his explanation for the punt was that he was playing the numbers. What numbers? Yeah. <laughs> what? I, I, the, the numbers I'm looking at at that point is that your team is down by three points, and it's the fourth quarter. And there's four <laughs> minutes left. I think you need to score. I think the yeah. numbers say that you yeah. need to find a way to get points on the board. Yeah, the numbers that you need are points. Yeah. I'm, I'm salty about this game. This is uh Yeah. It was this an, is this yeah. You know, this is a second this feel this felt like another Seattle meltdown. I mean, not as bad as is the NFC championship game. Um but this was a game where the Packers dominated the first quarter, looked great going into halftime, had a four-point lead, and just kind of didn't do anything in the second half. Just instead of trying to uh, not protect the lead, but instead of trying to really build on that lead by what's been working in the previous weeks, the Green Bay Packers just kind of didn't do anything at all. 
not yeah, not not a lot showed up. And of course, if you look ahead for Green Bay, they've got they've got to go and play the Vikings, and yep. then they've got the Cardinals, Falcons, Bears, Jets, and Lions. So a road trip to the Vikings before you've got two home games, both. And again, like I still maintain, all of these all of these remaining games are winnable. Absolutely, they're all must. They're all must win at this point. You're not mm-hmm. you're not staring down like the Patriots and Rams, but you know you weren't staring them down last Thursday either. So, I yeah, at this point, like I I like being an optimist, and I also not like not like letting my love of football make me salty. Sure, <laughs> but at the same time, like I found myself becoming saltier and saltier this season. Yeah, it's it's because what it is is I really think this. Packers team has all of the talent and has all of has a lot of the players in the positions that they need them to be in right now. I mean, the secondary has been transformed under uh, Mike Patton. I mean, uh, Jair Alexander's been fantastic. Josh Jackson's been playing every snap. Basically, he played every snap uh, on Thursday. Despite this, despite this kind of shortened secondary from the loss of Kevin King and Kendrell Bryce and. the dismissal of Whitehead. I, I, I think that a lot of the pieces are there for this Packers team and the defense has stepped up. It's just that the ex- the execution is not there. And it, it, it feels like there's been a lot of failures in the play calling and the personnel management and a lot of the things that make a great team great. Uh, the Packers are not coming up in kind of close situations unless Aaron Rodgers can will them to victories. And you can't, you can't win every game like that. We've seen him win a few games like that. You can't win consistently. Well, over the last six weeks, the Packers are are now are now two and four. Yep. And these are games where they have scored the least amount of points they've scored was against the Patriots, which was seventeen. Yeah. And these were all games that, at one point or another, that they were in and contending in, and some some turnovers have doomed them. Some odd play calling have doomed has doomed them. Just. The uh, the fact that it seems it seems like by the end of games they're they're running out the mash unit, especially in the secondary. As as usual at this point, yeah, yeah. Like any anyone with familiarity with Green Bay at this point is not at all surprised that we're we're learning some new names in the <laughs> secondary. Yep. <laughs> like ladies and gentlemen, Mister Raven Green. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah, that's a new one. Okay. All right. Uh, I had I had just I think the most depressing thought I had was uh, was turning on the TV and seeing a a play that Morgan Burnett had made for the Steelers and Morgan Burnett is not having a great year with the Steelers, but at the same time, like boy, he'd be helpful. Yeah, he would have been nice for uh, that five million dollar fee he signed for. It's a pretty it's a pretty team friendly yeah. deal. He would have he'd be nice. He'd be some nice depth. He'd be he would have been a nice uh, strong safety piece. Yeah, injury situation right now. Jimmy Graham on offense, he broke his thumb when uh when he was like sort of slapping a Seahawk in the helmet. Yeah, he was doing like some blocking and then kept slapping and yeah, broke that thumb. Yeah, broke his thumb on on another player's helmet. That's that's really dumb. It's not what you want. So, yeah, not sure. Not sure how long that leaves you. Uh, my uh Mike Daniels is going to miss multiple games. So there's there's trouble. Yeah, there's trouble on the defensive line. We saw Kenny Clark come back uh, later in the game, so he should be good going forward. Um, even though he was out for a little bit in the Thursday night game. Raven Green had to leave the Thursday night game. Bashad Breland is still still questionable with the with the groin. Lucas Patrick has a concussion. That's uh, that's fine. Yeah, no that. <laughs> That's from uh, from that play where he picked up the kickoff and just ran yeah. right at the guy. <laughs> and we we never we said we were gonna get back to that last week. We yeah. never got back to that. Yeah, that was the so. worst play I've ever seen. <laughs> that was the worst play I've ever seen. Oh, because then he bowls that... into him, lands directly on his head, stands up, and then just flexes. <laughs> so, yeah, he's concussed. He he's he's, he's going to the blue tent. <laughs> See the the thing that the thing that I always enjoy about 
line when linemen all of a sudden find themselves with the football. Yeah. Is that they never do what's right. If, <laughs> if you're do what's if right. You, if you're not trained to possess the football, <laughs> if you're not coached to yeah. possess the football, the moment that you find yourself in a live game situation possessing the football Lie down. everything everything that you know about the game is just immediately removed from your mind. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's the only time they've ever, it's that's probably one of four situations that Lucas Patrick has touched the ball in his football <laughs> career. Ever. I, yeah, the only you just you see you see tomorrow's headlines which say like Lucas Patrick scores 62-yard touchdown <laughs> is now Packers first string running back. <laughs> yep. He saw those flash across his mind. <laughs> he yeah. saw that come didn't across work. and picked up that ball. Did didn't work. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a little flashback to I, I need that to help me feel feel good. That was yeah. that was a genuinely funny football moment. <laughs> it's unfortunate about the concussion though. Those are those are actually <laughs> those are very pretty serious. Nasty. Those are pretty not good and we shouldn't laugh about it, but it was a funny yeah, uh, those funny are, play. those are Yeah, those are possibly like the the most depressing thing about about modern football is what we know about the head injuries. All right, now I'm depressed again, so yeah. we're back in the mood of we're this week. We're back in the game mode, baby. <laughs> uh, injuries, injuries all around. Yeah, tough, tough, tough situation coming forward. You have to go on the road, play Minnesota before before coming back to play the Cardinals. Yeah, on December second. Cardinals 2nd. are still bad, right? They haven't yeah, become good they're recently. Not good. Yeah, okay, no, they're, they're not still... good. No, they're not good. They're still very good. Bad. Just. There is still some order in the universe. Then, yeah, that's, no, that's all, things are all right down in Arizona. They're how they're supposed to be. The Cardinals are are still terrible. Still incorrectly using David Johnson. Still yep. throwing Josh Rosen to the slaughter. Cool. Yeah. the The national media is now the the whole the whole idea is that Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat. Yeah, they've gotten on to that has train. Been patient. Yeah, Green Bay has been patient with McCarthy. I've been a big McCarthy defender because for a lot of a lot of years he's had to deal with some very thin injury rack teams, and mm-hmm. he's put groups out on the field that have been able to keep them in games, if not always win games. But then last year having to play the season with Brett Hundley and and this year now having having a a still injured but still Aaron Rodgers less led squad yeah and to be to 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 just the team just continues to find itself in situations where when they give Aaron Rodgers the ball and tell him to go win the game that continues to work yeah and, and there, there, that situation has not occurred nearly enough. No, and it, it still works when Aaron Rodgers gets the ball and wins. Um, but sometimes yeah. they seem to fail in the process of getting Aaron Rodgers the ball so that they can win. Um, and it still seems like, from Mike McCarthy's perspective, he hasn't learned that to win football games, you have to give Aaron Rodgers the football. Um, so he's putting it away. Yeah, it's. There, there's of course talk now because as soon as the Mike McCarthy is on the hot seat reports coming out, which I I am still I'm not sure at this point. Like chilling out here in this basement in Indiana, like I'm not sure if I'm in favor or or not of of firing Mike McCarthy at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm I I'm highly impartial at at this exact moment. But the articles speculating like, well, who's the next coach of the Packers then? And the first one of those I read was like. The my my cynical prediction coming true of like well, if you fire Mike McCarthy who the heck do you get like Josh McDaniels yeah and like the first speculation article was like you know Josh McDaniels could be in the running for the next Packers head no, coaching job no thank you nope got to pass on that no thank you <laughs> yeah yeah because that that continues to be my big question of like who is out there right now yeah I've been seeing a that. little bit of talk of uh, Lincoln Riley Oklahoma's head coach um but I don't know a ton about college football so i'll leave that to uh the people that do know about college football sure and yeah we we have we have at least we have one draft that more than halfway through the season now looks to be a good draft for brian gutkunst and even though all of his big free agent signings outside of byron bell are currently 
injured and yeah. not playing. Yeah. The yeah, you know, he's shown the ability to make player decisions yeah. that you know except barring injuries which and I'll I'll that's the one thing I refuse to do is judge a GM based on whether or not the guys he brought in get injured or not. So random. You can't yeah. like you can't it's bet too, on it's it. It's too random. Because like yeah, look at Adrian Peterson with the with the Washington Redskins yeah. this year. He's, He's still playing 45, great. 45 years old and playing great. So yeah. <laughs> you know, you you think immediately like yeah, that's a that's a signing you don't like because of the fact that he's like got a lot of miles on him, but yeah, it's working out from there. So, yeah, I don't want to judge based on injuries, but yeah, Gutkunst's personnel decisions are something that yeah you know, we're gonna have to start evaluating as well as we watch the team. So, yeah, I I think Gutkunst's drafting has looked great. This is a fir- great first draft class to come out, um, and he's got a few extra picks coming into next year's draft as well. I mean, did he scoop through? Uh, Trading back on uh, last year's draft day. That Saints pick yeah. is looking like it's going to be about 30 to 32 on the back half, and who knows where uh, the Green Bay Packers pick ends up now. But uh, to have two first-rounders is a great great deal, along with getting still getting your guy in Jair Alexander. Yeah, it's it, it feels... It feels odd, and also it's it's pretty probably pretty premature to be talking about next year's draft, at with a with a team that is that is ten games into their season. So, um, maybe 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 we should watch out on that. There's a lot of football to be played yet. Yeah, and you know, re- regardless of of the way the results have gone so far, you still you still get to put a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback out on the field four six more games so cross we got our fingers crossed gotta go uh gotta go play the vikings and that that will be that will be fun to talk about next week will yeah. it because it will either be it'll either be like another depression episode yeah which <laughs> but, we've kind of but we've kind more, of been in this world a little bit yeah and it's, i mean it's, there's less it's, there's less yelling yeah this, this week We've we've accepted I mean, it. We've we've kind of recognized where we're at. Um, yeah. A, yeah, what, what stage? What stage of grief is this podcast in? I don't know anymore. We're all uh, over bar- the map. Bargaining. We're, yeah, we're in everything. We're in all of them at once. Um, I I think this team is in a very similar situation to where they were in 2016. I mean, injury rattled. I mean, the 2016 team's best uh, cornerback was Ladarius Gunter, and we saw the immersion of uh Geronimo Allison that year with through wide receiver injuries with Jordy Nelson's broken ribs and everything. So I think that at the end of the day this team can still make the playoffs. This team can still sneak in through the wild card. I think this te- I think the Green Bay Packers are like the seventh seed in the wild card. So there's a chance there uh, as well as like a thirty percent chance to win the division still. I this team is definitely not out of it. And we've seen Aaron Rodgers pull some worse teams than this team is now to some pretty high heights. Um, can he do it this year? Uh, I don't know. A lot of questions will be answered tonight with the with the Bears-Vikings yeah. game. So that, that will tell us something. We've got NFL games like still happening right now. The Raiders and Cardinals are... are uh, the Raiders oh, actually God. have just gone up on the Cardinals... Seventeen to fourteen. Yeah, that's how uh, bad the Cardinals are. Yeah, if uh, if a couple of teams are gonna find find the way to uh, to both to both lose the same game, it's gonna be the Raiders and Cardinals, currently airing on CBS. Uh, final scores: the Cowboys beat the Falcons. I don't care. Uh, the Lions beat the Panthers. Good for which, the wild card. What on earth yeah. are the Panthers this year? They're they're one and four on the road. That's what they are. Yeah. Uh, kind of answer my own questions. Uh, the Colts beat the crap out of the Titans. Blaine Gabbert found his way into that game. That tells you what's going on. That one's thirty-eight to ten. The Giants beat the Buccaneers thirty-eight to thirty-five. Uh, two two teams who are essentially like fielding a bunch of cats as defense. That's that's working out good. <laughs> Walters out there playing safety for the. 
for the yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. My... <laughs> Might be better than Brett Grimes. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Texans beat the Redskins. The Texans are 7-3. and three. Uh, Deshaun Watson got over 200 yards in that game. Lamar Miller had a good game. That's, that's good. It's like, I like to see Deshaun Watson and the Texans succeeding. Uh, the they Steelers won like beat seven the... in a row now. Yeah. They're playing really well. Yeah, it's good to see Watson shake off the rust. Uh, Steelers beat the Jaguars 20-16. to The Ravens beat the Bengals. Lamar Jackson's and first like start. We... Oh, they did give him the start, did they? They gave him the start. He had 117 yards on the ground and over 150 yards through the air. He looked good. All right. Yeah, he was he was exciting That's... to watch. Yeah, he, he is an exciting player. I didn't get to see really any any of that game so far. I didn't know that they started him. Yeah. But it's I, I want to see him get a chance because he is yeah, he he's a very dynamic dynamic player and he yeah. might he you know, the the knock on him from the from the sort of stodgy stodgy NFL pundits is that like he's not gonna be a traditional quarterback. And that's uh, who cares? Okay, I don't care. Sure, he ran the ball twenty-seven yeah. times for one hundred and seventeen yards. Great. If he can do that every game, that's exciting. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah this this league needs this league need, needs more Randall Cunningham. Yeah. They they need they need uh, they need another guy. They need another quarterback who's like a, a real threat threat to run. That'd be that would be a lot of fun. And of course, the Monday night game. This one's actually good. Chiefs Rams. Oh, that's that's the best Monday night game of the year thus far. That's oh, thus far, yeah, that, that's easily. Ex- that's a super amazing game. That's gonna be a ton of fun to watch. A lot of points. Yeah, Both t- those teams' defenses are not good. <laughs> oh, so two good primetime games, and yeah, Viking Vikings Bears. I'm looking forward to Chiefs Rams. I I don't know if I'll be able to catch that or not. This is uh this is gonna be an exciting week. We got the football finals. We got. Thanksgiving coming up. Before yeah. we before we sign off, I've I've got to ask you, because uh, you're going you're going back to South Dakota. Yeah. For for Thanksgiving, is there a, is there like a melon setter like Thanksgiving tradition? Is there anything that really stands out? No. Turkey and really. stuffing. Sometimes turkey. Sometimes we'll do some ham. Um, this year I think I'm assuming it's ham. I don't know. I I don't really know what's on the menu this year. I haven't talked to the chefs. Right on. I, my my uh my favorite sort of like Fleischmann Thanksgiving thing mm. was that that we always got the the canned cranberry sauce. Oh, and the cranberry sauce always yeah. comes out in the shape of the can. Kind of like yep. slops down onto the plate. <laughs> and and I, ironically, like I ended up having a, a long career in food, but that was always like the thing that they gave me to do in the kitchen. Because you know, as a little kid, I was like. I want to help out in the kitchen because that's just I I ended yeah. up doing that for a living for a long time. So clearly I had an inclination to it. And they were just like, "Here's a can opener. Here's a can of cranberry sauce. <laughs> Got it open." So you're just sit, sitting there like shaking it for like ten seconds. Like it starts coming a little bit. The rest of it's sure to follow. <laughs> I do prime ribbit. I do prime ribbit oh. Thanksgiving now. I've changed my ways. That's really good. It's it's a pretty good idea. What's your favorite Thanksgiving it's, side? I had to, uh, I like I make potatoes, potatoes gratin. Mm, good. Those are really good. Yeah. Now, since I since I haven't done the the turkey in a while, like st- stuffing doesn't seem like a like a sensible thing anymore. Yeah. So I've got got a nice classic French way of doing potatoes gratin. So that's prime rib potatoes, usually some like roasted vegetables. That's I've got I've got I've got that to look forward to, and then. Next weekend, Lucas Oil Stadium, the uh, the football Indiana High School football championship games, all six of them. Wow, a lot yeah. of games. We were at, yeah, we we did the the semi state game at uh, New Palestine yesterday. The the New Palestine Dragons. I tell you what, they're real good. They have a running back this year who has now scored. I believe his totals at sixty eight. Touchdowns, what over three thousand yards rushing? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, no, he's really good. <laughs> he's really good. <laughs> he's got a good offensive line. Yeah, that, that team crap. 
if you ask the coach about like the weight room, yeah, because the coach is like an offensive lineman who like played at every level, and yeah, if you ask the coach about the weight room, you know, you can just sort of like have a cup of coffee, and he'll, you know, four minutes later when he stops talking about the weight room, <laughs> you're good. Yeah, that that That's team, insane. that team, tell you what. That's a uh, that was a fun game to call call yeah. yesterday, so that's that's what's going on with me. Check out uh, the website of where I work, rrsn.com, and uh, yeah, we do we do a lot of great uh, high school and college sports coverage. So that's that's what I'm doing, Melum Setter. You are still as ever the program director of Radio DePaul Sports. What the heck are y'all doing there? Over uh, are you doing anything over the break, or are you coming back after it? I will be here in Chicago all break, but there's not really anything happening down here at the station. I think uh, we're trying to get the podcast wing up and going, as well as uh, we'll be, we'll, we will be calling uh, all of the live games happening uh, for DePaul. Sounds good. Yeah, I saw the I saw the DePaul women fall short against Notre Dame yeah. yesterday, which, boy, Notre Dame's a powerhouse, but uh, the, the, the DePaul women, I told myself, like, I'm going to go to every game that I'm not working or doing something for. Mm-hmm. And so far they have not played a home game yeah. <laughs> where no. I haven't been working. So been been missing out on that. But yeah, that's who we are. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Cheese Chicagoland. We're Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Our head cheesehead against the Seattle Seahawks. Good. Uh, I've got Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devontae's a good pick. Devontae, uh, 10 receptions out of 12 targets for 166 yards. He was, he's, <laughs> Devontae Adams is so good. I mean, we talk about it a lot, and we say it about every week. Devontae Adams is as good as this league gets. Yeah, he he is he is very reliable. He faces, especially now with Randall Cobb out and and the team running out a bunch of rookies. He faces your number one corner, and you throw a safety, you shade a safety on that side of the field every game, and he's yep. still still pulling him in. He's really the only player. That they seem to game plan like a a full all three, all three phases short middle deep. Mm-hmm. He's the only player that they seem to really have a good game plan for, and that they give him touches in all all parts of the field. Yeah, and he can he can do something with it everywhere else. So uh, that's that's our head cheese head. And if uh, you know if if anyone on the Packers coaching staff is listening to this today, like you see how you're using Devontae Adams, you gotta. Maybe spread that spread that butter yeah. around a little bit. Yeah. Maybe let's scheme a few other guys open. Yeah. Devontae's got Maybe such a great that. release off the line, but let's run some slants for EQ. Let's run let's run something. Let's do something. All right, yeah. <laughs> we, we could be bad for another hour or we could let it go for this week. We gotta let you know, I'm just gonna let that anger go. I'm gonna take a deep breath. Get it out into the universe. Thank you all for listening to Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. This is episode 23. I've got the episode numbers right again, so uh, that's that's good. We'll be back next week for episode 24 when we'll be talking about Packers Vikings. Uh, I already said thank you for listening, but uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, and until then, what we do? Stay cheesy, baby. All right. Cool.